Welcome everyone to the L7C Podcast Dragon Ball Edition. Today we are back with Dragon Ball Super Manga Chapter 93, continuing the retelling of Dragon Ball Super Superhero and looking for any differences between the manga and the movie. We have the Dragon Ball expert, Mr. Mitch Oso with us. How are you doing today, sir? Struggling man, still recovering from the L7C draft. (laughs) Pretty intense. Everyone took... Took some of my picks I wanted, but uh, that'd be how a draft works, though. So. Yep, and it is uh, at the time of recording this, and when this is out, the L7C draft concluded already this week. We did that live to celebrate some stuff. A 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, 6,000 listens, um, podcast listens. So it's on the L7C YouTube. Just go there. Go to uh, the anime draft. It's right there. There's also some clips that have been made if you want to see who the number one overall pick was. Uh, if you go to the social media sites, you can see there's a picture of everyone's first round pick. There's a picture of everyone's teams. And yeah, it was really fun. It was very entertaining. Uh, we'll just already give you spoilers on, obviously, the Dragon Ball expert had to go Dragon Ball first round. And he got Son Goku as the number three overall pick. Yep, I had to go. I thought my list of protagonists was shorter than my list of antagonists. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I, I, I felt like I needed to go for the best protagonist on the list there first. But but nope, I was surprised. A lot of a lot of you guys took antagonists first. And I'm like, maybe I didn't think of it correctly, but I'm proud of my team. Mm. Yeah. And everyone was really excited. I had a great time with that <laughs> and probably going to be the anime podcast throughout the summer just involving these drafts and see who has a better show and who has a better team and whatnot. Which is me. (laughs) We will, we will see. I will say from my thing, all of my, um, first picks of rivals were all taken. So I had to go to my second tier of rivals, which I was fine with, but I mean, Vegeta was gone. Kaiba was gone. EA Bach goes. So I'm just like, all right, it is what it is, but it was a great time. Make sure you definitely go listen to that. A lot of great laughs with everyone. But we are back, Mitch, with the retelling of Dragon Ball Super Superhero. And we are looking for any differences in that. And this starts off with... With actually a retelling of Broly. Which I mean, there was a, a lot of fans have a problem with this. And I don't disagree. I don't know why we got a better retelling of Broly in the superhero movie than we did when it actually happened in the manga. What did your, what were your thoughts? What's hold on I, I'll be honest with you with the chapter coming out today as the recording. I haven't really seen what everyone's reaction is. What are people having problems with that? This one, why is this retelling in this, in the Dragon Ball super superhero retelling? So why is a retelling in a retelling and why is this retelling more detailed than the thing they gave after the Broly movie. Because, like, when they went from Tournament of Power to Moro, the Broly retelling was only, like, two pages. And it was, like, showing there wasn't even a retelling. It was like, oh, Goku and Vegeta fought Broly. Go watch the movie. This was more detailed. And it's like, why are you doing this now? Well, I mean, it has five five pages here. I mean... I'm trying to think of like the retelling of of like, you know, Resurrection F, which I don't think Resurrection F had a retelling Mm-mm. even in a manga. Now like Beerus's like arc, it actually got like, you know, a couple chapters. Now remember the chapters back then were like thirteen pages long and not forty six. So um that could be kind of viewed a little differently, but I I Whenever I was reading this, I'm like, why do we, why are we even bothering with this? So that's the part I agree with the community. Like, mm-hmm. we already gave Broly, like, the acknowledgement that he exists in this universe at the beginning of the moral arc, you know, mm-hmm. when they just, when they were talking with, um, you know, Miras before they stopped the train robbery and all that stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. that's when they mentioned Broly. So, they already established them, and I, I mean, 
I'm kind of just a little bit surprised that they even put anything in here because, like, we all saw the movie. Yes. Like, like if you if you're this far into this, you know, franchise of where you're reading the manga for Super, like, you've already seen the anime and you've watched the movies. There's like, there was no point in in wasting these five pages. But I mean, if about time, I guess. You should have did that years ago before Moro. But it's kind of weird that they're just trying to catch us up on shit that we already know. Yeah. Like, from a movie that came out five years ago. <laughs> yeah, I really felt like that was just them using the eat-up pages. It made no, made no sense. But they do I that. Mean, it, I will say, it, it, it was, it's nice to see that movie on paper, though. You know, like... Mm. Like it, it was cool seeing like Gogeta there, like on page, uh, like five. Yeah. I mean, and you know, Broly's you know rage mode per, per se is legendary transformation. It was pretty cool. So I mean, always fortunate that ninety five percent of the time the illustrations look great mm-hmm. nowadays. Well, at least with the manga, but I just yeah. I felt like they also did that because they didn't know what to show for a, a longer sparring session with Goku and Broly. Because, like, once after the retelling, you go to the pro, we're like, oh, Goku. He was like, oh, please stop. You know, you're about to go crazy. I'm like, so that was it? Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay. But that said, I know this is the part we have been, we talked about last month that we were very interested to see what was going to be said. And the Vegeta meditating scene. Goku's what- comment. Which was different than the movie. Um, yeah, definitely more, more. How do I want to say? Like aware. Mm-hmm. Like that might be the best way to actually try to comprehend what they put on paper this go around. Because as we all know in the movie, Goku being completely oblivious. To what meditation does, even though he's meditated on numerous occasions before, now he actually understands that you know meditation was great. He was just surprised that Vegeta was doing it. So, do I give that? Do I say kudos for fixing it, or do I sit here and just bitch that like how like? Like your mistake is not like one of the deadly sins of writing, but it's like, come on, man, know the history of what you wrote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, s- stuff completely different from the movie is when Goku was talking to Vegeta on that rock in the movie. He was talking about how, well, yeah, he says rusty here, but you're gonna get soft doing that because you know. You know what's out there. People like Jiren, like Broly, like the Gods of Destruction. That's completely out. He does not say anything of that. And the difference here is Vegeta mentioning all the events. Uh, Jiren, Broly, Moro, Gas, and now Frieza. Like how all these people surpassed, surpassed or surpassed him at that point in time in the recent years. Like he's highlighting basically all of Dragon Ball Super. That is completely new. And that was not in the movie. I think that goes back to probably during the movie mm-hmm. when they were creating it. Like, the Tournament of Power was probably the only thing that they had to go, go off of because, as we might discuss here, they didn't have shit. They don't have shit planned out maybe more than six months. Mm-hmm. I, I really ponder how much do they know already as to what they're going to put in a Monka chapter. Because, I mean, just like you said, we, we got Moro and Gas. That was manga-exclusive enemies. But in the movie, it was all about Jiren. And I love my boy Jiren. And it was hilarious in that movie whenever all they mentioned was Jiren. And they ignored Moro and Gas. So now, I'm glad that they mentioned Jiren in the same boat as Moro and Gas. Because... I think that helps my Jiren argument a little bit because, like, they're all in the same tier. But on the flip side, it also 
hurts my Jiren argument because I was able to try and say that he was in a tier above these people. So apparently they're all in the same boat. So yeah, and then even on the Jiren thing, like also in the manga, Vegeta doesn't even single he doesn't single him out like he does in the like in the movie. He's like. You know, Jiren, you know, he was a strong fighter, but he wasn't, like, in terms of power, that much stronger than you and I. It was the way he used it. He didn't say that about Jiren. He said that about everyone in general. Like, a, just a general thing that they need to get better at. That's the thing. Like, I am i don't know if I truly believe that everyone else... Okay. Jiren and Frieza have shown that, like, they have meditated to become stronger. I mean... I forget if the manga did it, but you remember the anime Frieza did whenever he was sitting in hell. Mm -hmm. He explained to Goku that, you know, he ran through simulations in his brain. So, like, he sat there and meditated and got stronger that way. I just, Moro and Gas, I'm just not convinced of that. I mean, they were just shown to be stronger. I mean, why not mention Granola? I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't get mentioned. And then Whis, I mean, Whis comes down. Same thing. And he's like, oh, Vegeta, you're right. Yada, yada, yada. I'm glad you got to this on your own. Here's the thing, though, is that if you take it for face, I like Vegeta's logic that he says, hey, we've reached the max of our power here. Like, because that's true. That's, that's basically what we say. You know, like these guys just keep training, training, fighting, 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 and then they just get stomped by every villain that comes by. It's like, yeah, they're not, they're, there's no Zenkai boost anymore. They're, they're at their max peak. Okay, great. And, you know, they need to now focus on their mind. In the, and as Vegeta describes, we need to be relaxed and then use our power, you know, um, like precisely and from our relaxate. And all I do is sit there and I'm like, yes, but isn't that what Ultra Instinct was supposed to be? Like, what's what is it? So Vegeta's now going for Ultra Instinct, or mm, is he going to do Ultra Ego? Because what he's describing, I don't think goes with Ultra Ego. So, I mean, in Ultra Ego, all he did was just damage his body, get stronger, and then try to obliterate people. Not really to relaxed. Uh, method that he's describing here so is ultra ego is that retired now are we done with that transformation mm -hmm. is this heroes now whenever we get all the cool transformations for a single episode and never see them again out i don't i don't know if it's retired and i agree that sometimes it sounds like the ultra instinct principles for me it kind of sounds like going all the way back to cell games of like maximizing the super saiyan like the super saiyan's power like getting to that full power super saiyan state and not wasting energy mm -hmm. and like that's what that's how it sounds like to me like they have to get back to like relearning the basics of like that stuff because since they've gotten all these god forms like they haven't just goku i don't i don't think i've seen an ep like goku can't just walk around as a super saiyan blue because he hasn't mastered it, which may be another reason why it keeps getting stumped. He hasn't mastered it to an extent like where he was able to be a Super Saiyan for 10 days straight with minimum key drain and then go right into the Cell games and put on a show. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's what they I kind of, but I'm like, then why are we revisiting this from the Cell Saga? Because we've already done this. And how can you forget that? Because that was the you weren't able to become a Super Saiyan 2 unless you were able to master the full things of a Super Saiyan 1. Yep. Yeah. Is it, it's, it's almost the same exact thing that Goku was telling Gohan in the time chamber. We need the Super Saiyan's power, but we don't need it to be like a super strain on us. We need it to be a consistent, like it has to be normal. And like we just told Goku, like you said, Ultra Instinct, it should not be a transformation. It should be Normal. You need yep. to get to a point where it's normal. But probably the same thing with Ultra Ultra Ego. But you go from there. They're going to get ready to set up for the fight. And I, it's, almost this is the same thing where <laughs> uh, Beerus has the 
cutie line to Chile, and then they start getting ready, and Goku's going to go eat. That's pretty much the same. So go to Earth, Piccolo, goes to Dende, asking him about, you know, getting his potential unlocked, and then he, Dende says he can't do it now until he's older, which I was like, oh, all right, I feel like that's just a cop-out to use the dragon, because I was like, Dende's grown quite a bit from when he, like, was first on first on because you would assume like how much you think older he is i know namekians are a different age but like perspective wise he was a kid the same time gohan was a kid and gohan's an adult i'm trying to think like i mean he's grown a lot from whenever he first became the guardian and mm-hmm. during the cell saga i mean he was still you know short little run and then <laughs> Then he was in his, you know, teenage twenty-year-old like height mm-hmm. during, during the Boo Saga, and now we're close to ten years. So I mean, at least in terms of, uh, oh, sorry, my phone just. <laughs> gosh, gosh, damn, Chuck. <laughs> Anyways, listen to the L7C MMA podcast. Next time. <laughs> so, so Dende, Dende's like thirty, like. 30 or 40, but I guess on the flip side, though, like, how old was Guru? Yeah, he was five. So, well, I'll look at that here real quick because, I mean, he's probably obviously like a few hundred years old because, like, uh, like, you know, the Sands or Sands and the Mechians were almost wiped, wiped out or whatever and whatnot, but. No, that makes. Makes sense, but he goes there, and Dende tells him that he can't, but Shenron can with his upgrade, and, like, collecting, do I have the time to gather them, though? And, you know, Bulma's had all seven in hand. She's been using them in her ample resources to collect them for years now, and I'm just like, all right, I didn't know how Piccolo wouldn't know that about the Dragon Raider and all that stuff, and gathers them up. So, you know, he calls... Bulma says it's important, then he's on his way. And then this is a spot where we talked about <laughs> last month, you know, Yajirobe throwing me a summon at Piccolo saying he forgot. He says thanks. It was like, I mean, do your job and make some sense of means, man. Yes, seriously, stop playing housemaid <laughs> and focusing on Piccolo getting his helmet, but um... still no sense of beans. You Blows go the, my mind. They they sit up there and they don't do a damn thing. Terrible. You go to and, the next page. And and they and they have a catastrophe every single year. <laughs> or two years. Like yeah, you, you need to know that shit hits the fan all the time in this universe. Yep. For the past twenty years, hmm? shit has hit the fan. Ever since Raditz came. Or Vegeta came, and Vegeta talked talk about blowing up the planet. Like, <laughs> shoot, even back, I mean, even before Radix, evil King Piccolo. Yeah, I just and then I, go ahead. That whole pot should be filled with senzu beans. It should be at all times, but it is not. That's so stupid, and no one can tell us. It makes no sense. Like that's literally no, their no. job. They don't train anyone. Any corn doesn't. Who's the last time? So no one's gotten a corn for training. Like you're literally there for sensu beans. Like, why do you not have them? On the on the flip side, it is like the problem with this whole franchise is that there's there's a lot of sh- like cop outs, like sensu beans, a little tiny bean <clears throat> that will take you almost from death to a hundred percent. Like, so there's already something that can heal you immediately right after a major fight. There's the Dragon Balls. Death doesn't mean anything, you know? So it's like they dug themselves into a hole when they first made the series, but, like, th- 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 this is what we want. We we don't, like, in a in a perfect franchise, you wouldn't want the sensor beans to be in supply because it, it, it takes away from the stakes, you know? But on the flip side, we have seen... <laughs> Pots and pots and pots of senzu beans, like, and and you wonder where the hell are they? <laughs> it's like it just defies logic, but makes no damn sense. Like zero 
And then like, next page, you have. You know, and all they have to do is just say, like, um, I don't know, uh, uh, Senzu beans are not incredibly difficult, but you got to give it a reason, you know, like, uh, we. They get killed easier nowadays. Like, you know, they don't grow as efficiently as they did in the past. You know, you just have to give an explanation, but. They won't. But they will explain Broly again unnecessarily. But yeah. And then next page you have Goku being an idiot asking a fish if he wants to eat fish food. That I don't know. Sense. It's kind of, it's it that, that's kind of just Goku's just, I know. It's funny, but it's just it's, like it's so really, really I did I did laugh that Beerus was like, Wow, you fed me fish food. <laughs> it's just I was yeah, like a okay. cat. That's that yep. is that is funny. But then after that you get to stretching and then you get the panels of the Goku and Vegeta uh sparring session from the movie. Same rules apply. Uh no no transformations, no beam blast. And I saw some people on social media saying, Oh, it would have been better, you know, if they would have transformed all this stuff. And we said this when the movie came out and the again. Listen to our previous stuff. We know what we're talking about. The real reason they did not transform is because the movie was not about them and those were not the toys they were trying to sell. It is that yep. simple. That's correct. Yep. I'm also happy that Goku is drawn better in the manga than he was in the movie. Because mm-hmm. I believe I have stated this on the L7C, but if not, I guess here I go again. I so that scene where right before Goku and Vegeta fight and you know Vegeta's up in the tree and Goku's yeah. on the ground they're looking at each other. Goku is like drawn like disproportionately. Mm-hmm. Like he has a huge chest. Like significantly larger torso and chest compared <laughs> to an head. <laughs> like like you know like bodybuilders like you know Arnold back in mm-hmm. the days like he was known for having that, that wide chest, and it made him great. But that is what we knew of what Arnold was supposed to look like. Goku does not look like that. <laughs> like he just, he like, it was just funny. He looked, it's, it looked silly. But now Goku looks, he looks the form. He looks slimmed down and proportionate. So yeah, I'm glad. And- and they fixed that. Yeah, then again, just to confirm again that people didn't know back then when we said it, these are this is post moral arc and granola arc Goku and Vegeta and their bases. So just again confirming that. And they're they're going at it just like the movie. I was pleasantly surprised in the movie that this sparring thing was happening and to the extent that it did. And it looks really good drawn. It looks really good. Especially Vegeta. Mm-hmm. Vegeta, Vegeta is really taking Goku by surprise, and yeah, I mean, it makes sense that Vegeta is going to, you know, win the fight here at the end. But he's making Goku look silly. Yeah, and same stuff stayed the same. Vegeta's moves is from Beerus saying he's changed ever so slightly. Talking about the mental stuff, Broly watching, and then you got them going to go get some ice cream and. They go get the ice cream because Beer says it's going to take a while. All stuff. The fight continues and they have that world whirlpool. Yeah, would that be right? Whirlpool in the water. And Beerus puts the little berry up to protect Chile <laughs> in there while Broly's just out there casually, just almost, you know, the water. And Broly's a big dude, even sitting down, covering half his body. And he's just watching, learning, and he's in amazement. And he's smiling during it, so that is cool. We will see what happens with Broly after when this arc is over. So you go back to Earth. Uh, Shen Shenron, well Shenlong, in this come forth. Piccolo makes his wish. This was the only thing I was going to push back on the Sensu Bean thing because now we're at the point where people can just wish for their powers. So why the hell would you not have Sensu Beans? Mm-hmm. Like. And then, you know, Shenron says it's an evil, evil, I mean, an easy thing to do. And then, you know, Bulma has a wish there. Uh, 
booty, baby, basically a BBL in Omega 100% form that you, it, it, I mean, it's the greatest BBL you can get because nothing can go wrong because it's coming from a magical dragon. Uh, oh. Simple matter, and then with the uh, lashes and all that stuff. So here, before we go to the next part, this is where I'm like, anyone, anyone who ever says that Dragon Ball GT never paid attention to the entire series is an idiot. Because this would... God, I wish the Shadow Dragons are next, man, before Frieza. I really do. Oh, yeah. Bulma needs to be punished for all that bullshit. Yes, like, and the Shadow Dra- like the repercussion. Because, I mean, let's just... Outside of Goku, she's what? the She's the most important person in the series. She basically kicks off the whole series because she finds Goku. So, yep. the... There has to be repercussions for these, like, wishes. Like, that's why the Shadow Dragon story and how GT ended was so great, because you thought you were doing these things with no... You thought you can have these magical things with no punishment. Nah, man, there's got to be punishment. And the fact you've been doing this for years? Nah, there's got to be punishment. Olma's wishes kind of take away from the dragon. Mm -hmm. For me, at least. Like... It just irks me because it's like when a dragon like gets brought back or gets brought out, like, you know, you get your most memorable moments. You get, you know, when when they brought everyone back after mm-hmm. the Saiyan saga or when Goku made his, his epic return or when the dragons then brought everyone back from Namek and they teleported them like they were like integrated, like, like truly, truly integrated into the story. And they weren't just, oh, bad guy did this, time to fix city and wipe everyone's mind. And, um, or even back in the day after when King Piccolo made a wish to restore his youth, mm-hmm. and then he kills the dragon. Like, mm-hmm. I actually kind of wish that was referenced here. Because I wish Shenron, whenever he was like, oh, Master Piccolo, uh, don't blast me again, you know. Like, I wish there was a sort of, uh, like paying like, like respect to that, for example, because that's essentially what this has happened twice. This has happened twice. Piccolo has asked the dragon for a power up. Now, granted, the first one was asking for his youth back, and this one is actually a power up. But here I go again. Saying that this is all copy and pasted. I didn't think of this shit during the movie, but that's what it is now. But anyway. But. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's just when she's making it's weird too, because I mean, she's the smartest person on the planet. She's the richest person on the planet. And I, I, I do see, I do get that. It's like, all right, I'm gonna be the one with the Dragon Balls to make sure. Yeah, no one no, can use them. I, I 100% agree with that. And it's like... Especially with all of Frieza's henchmen doing their shit to bring Frieza back. Yeah. If I was Bulma and I knew where all these were, I would, you know, I would then, lock them up. Then spoilers, obviously, for the people who've watched the movie. But if you haven't watched the movies, spoilers. And then especially when you get Gamma 1 in the fold, Gamma 1 being like the security for the Dragon Balls, I like that. Get like... Because obviously he's strong enough to hold his own against most people. Yeah. But it's just we're using these wishes like that. And I was like, I, I truly don't remember a meaningful wish except for like the end of Z. Where they had the plan to kill Boo. By bringing everyone back and doing the spirit bomb. Like I don't remember a memorable wish that meant something that wasn't someone getting their power. Or, or dr- I guess it's a dragon yeah. so it's a yeah. d a dbl dragon butt lift so yeah like i think frieza's wish was probably the best wish from the dragon and i was I'm pissed about to... that when it came out because i'm like why the hell are we bringing back frieza i i i was kind of i was mad because i'm like really i mean they did they did use the dragon to restore goku's power against kid boo yeah so. that was yeah that whole i put that a part of the kid boo plan beginning of super had you know the dragon also explaining the super saiyan god transformation which is worthless nowadays 
Do they see? I don't even brought that. Crazy. I don't like that. I think they could have got that from. I'm surprised, like Elder Kai did. Elder Kai knew everything else about these damn sands and didn't know. Like they could have got that from him. They didn't need to bring the dragon for that. Um, trying to think. Yeah, I think that might be like the best like wish. Like since then, yeah, the best use of the dragons. I meant. Back or freeze a bug. Yeah. Well, now, I don't have a. In terms of like the idea, I have, and I know I stated this on the previous podcast, uh, probably when we did the movie review. Mm-hmm. In terms of like Piccolo asking the dragon for a power boost, like I'm cool with that. Whereas like Granola asking that dragon for a power boost was kind of more of a stretch for me. Mm-hmm. I'm glad though that like. you get what I'm saying because it's a Namekian asking the dragons that they create like that just seems logical whereas with Granola he's just a random schmuck who came across the dragon then wished to be the strongest now again the the wishes are different one's just bring out my my potential then what's Granola's Granola's is take all of my potential and front load it and shorten my life like, yeah, so I could be the strongest in the universe. It's kind of goofy because, like, oh, wait, was that all of Granola's potential? Or, like, well, granted, it, it lowered his life, so I guess that's fine too. But no, I'm, I'm, it almost seems more natural for Piccolo to do what he did. Yeah, no, I agree. And then I, they had the spot too where they're like, dang. We could have used the third wish to bring Goku and Vegeta back here, and then you say it after. I was like, come on, guys. But this part was new. This was not in the movie. Trunks seeing Piccolo come to Bulma's house, and then obviously inferring, was like, well, Piccolo's not someone who just drops by. Something big's going down. That was new. I'm glad they did that because, you know, they connected it with the the filler Mm -hmm. arc with him and Trunks, so it just helps tie the movie and that arc together into this manga so yeah I mean it's only like a page and a half it's not even it it, it doesn't even take up a full page um, to be honest with you and I mean I'm glad they did it they, they, they are yeah they're conscious of like what they were trying to do there so Got to give them props whenever they actually do something correct. Yeah. And then goes back to the movie. They're talking about, you know, trying to find Goku Vegeta. They can't find him. Talking about, you know, I want to take out one of the head honchos before we start plotting. And then they're like, oh, why don't we just take out, take out Gohan? You know, he's the one who took out Cell's kid. And if we let him stay around longer, it could be a problem. And then you go into the whole kidnapping hand situation and that's really how this chapter ends we end at the we're gonna end at the kidnapping scene well about to be the kidnapping scene is dr hito stupid (laughs) why do you say that i just ponder because like he's you know arguably the most brilliant person on the planet Mm -hmm. but he just can't see through the lies of the red ribbon army (laughs) like 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 stop how do you not know that these guys are evil or shit? Like, even though he acknowledges whether or not, like, Gohan is an enemy, kidnapping a child is one of the worst things that you can do. Like, he says that, you know, but he still works for these guys. And look at him. <laughs> one dude looks like freaking Hitler. <laughs> He's got a stash, and they know what Hitler is. Okay, they don't know what Hitler is, but probably. But um, but technically, Hitler was in this franchise during uh the movie with Janempa. Yes, Go Goten and Trunks blasted the shit out of Hitler. So it's like maybe Hitler has been around here before. The guy looks like him. His henchman looks like a Johnny Bravo. A hole, and <laughs> you're trying to kidnap kids. Like, I also 
I think it's weird because this is the first time where, well, they know it because they know the true story. Because, you know, when Piccolo's like, you know, that's Hercules' granddaughter, you know, other enemies on Earth will be like, holy shit, we can't go after Hercules' granddaughter because, you know, that's Hercule, the world champ. But obviously, they they didn't they don't mention anything of that, which I found funny because, you know, typically it's like, you know, you don't want to do anything to get around Mr. Satan. Yeah. But they they go on their trip and then they're going to Pan's Pan's school and that is that. You know, you want to talk about idiots? Does Piccolo only have three phone numbers in his phone? Uh, yeah, just Gohan and Videl and Bulma and Bulma. Like this is gonna piss me off too. Uh, which they might explain in later chapters. I'll give them credit, but. Still, made no sense that 17... Like, why was 17 not called? Oh, yeah, why is Peklo not called the androids? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, why... Why he, Why has... Why has he not told Krillin in 18? Also, to even add to that, you were just... You asked Dende if he knew what was going on, and he said yes. Why did you not tell Dende to telepathically communicate the warriors on Earth? Yeah, why did Dende not automatically reach out to people? Yeah. Like, he is the guardian of the planet, and he knows that shit is going down, yet he's just, he's as worthless as freaking Corrin. Yeah, I, I was just that, thinking about the rereading. Is that a like, tower of uselessness? Is that what, is that what the lookout is? Um, In just, theory, now... Yes, you could say that because we already talked about corn. I just brought up the Dende thing. The biggest thing that used to be, I mean, the hyperbolic time chamber, but now you can just go to Weiss's place. And now to go, they go to Weiss's to train Goku and Vegeta, and they have the gravity room. Goku could teleport to King Kai's and trains if he wants to. And now you, Frieza, real, Frieza shown and mirrors. The hyperbolic chamber is not even the only one in the universe, there's just random ones. On random rocks. What is the point of the lookout now? What is the point I of don't, the we're asking. Of the I don't Earth? think anyone's been asking now. We're the ones asking. I mean, the fact that Dende hasn't told anybody and Piccolo had to approach him even though, and then he admits that he knew. I mean, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I, here, here, here's why Dende didn't do it. Dende never had a manager to teach him. But he I mean, told he, Go, but he told Goku about Oob. Like, what the hell? Think about it, bro. Think about it. Dende is like the epitome of a person. I know he didn't actually apply for it, but think of it this way: Dende was that person who lied on their on their resume and got the manager role. I don't even. I, I don't even know. Goku randomly just Goku did just swoop dude up from the planet and brought him. And, and no one taught him. Yeah. Don't tell me Mr. Popo taught him, because Mr. Popo apparently hasn't done a damn thing. No, that's that's true. But I'm just thinking about like and then you get a point. So then they got brought right because Piccolo Freeze were coming, so it was cell game. So you've had almost ten arcs since then. Almost. Majin Buu. Beerus Saga, Tournament uh, Universe Six for Seven, Goku Black, Tournament of Power, Rorley, Moro, Gas. That's almost what ten arcs, like eight. That's a lot, man. You got you got to learn on the job, and and it's like <laughs> most. Okay, here's the thing too. He he got hit the job at the end of Cell, right? Yeah. He had seven years of no issues. That's true. That is the perfect time to learn a little bit about your job, and then, bam, you get thrown right into the mix of um, everything bad that happened with uh, Majin Buu. All right, time to show what you can do. Um, and um, and good. Th and he lived through all of that. Mm -hmm. Remember, he didn't die. He got away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 He got away. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like, wait, Dende and Hercule got saved. Um, technically, because this isn't GT, Hercule has never died. 
Yeah, he has correct. Yeah, I was gonna say Dende didn't, but Frieza killed him. Killed yeah, him. yeah, because yeah, I had he to got think blasted. back. Yeah, yeah, he got blasted. But like, so then you know, Beerus comes and he almost wipes out the planet. Not really much Dende could do there, but he could at least I don't know post up and try to be the guardian of the universe. Frieza returns. Um, Moro's on the planet. Uh, I guess he didn't know about gas, but gas wasn't there. Oh well, but it's like a shitty fucking guardian. Yeah. Those people pray to that man. I know, but now for listening again, another first time. If you've been, if you listen to a whole bunch of Dragon Ball stuff, I'm pretty sure we're the first people. Is like, what is the purpose of the lookout now? It's not the same. They don't even meet there for their Dragon Team meetings. They meet at Bulma's place. Yeah, Bulma is the lookout. She pretty much is, yes. I mean, Dende created the Dragon Balls, and he doesn't even have them there. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's bad. The guy, the guy that gave Dent, or he gave Shenron these multiple upgrades, just for Bulma to get he, a Brazilian butt lift. Yep. I'm surprised he's he cool with it. Yeah, cool. that's. That's another. I'm telling you, man. Shadow dragons need to happen. It's the only way to rectify it. They need. They need. They need to be here asap. So, and then they go. They're going to go for Pan, and that ends the chapter. So, pretty much, next chapter, we're probably going to be at the fight at the Red Ribbon Base. Yep. Yeah. So this this wasn't too too much um longer. So we saw some of the changes that we a little bit. That we talked about last month. And Mitch, you brought up a point before recording about how some of the dialogue is changing. How far in advance do does oh, do we so, think Dragon so, Ball plans? So for all the listeners, all right, all right, take this thought experiment. I said this the morning at lunchtime today. Okay. Let's say Wonder Woman's lasso of truth. Let's say that was a real thing. All right. And you had it in your hands. And you were able to throw that lasso over everybody who had creative control or input or knowledge over the future of this franchise. All right. And you did that right today. And you could ask them this question. Do you know how this series will go forward? Or I specifically said to Martin, how Black Frieza will be defeated and by who do yeah. you know that answer and i joked i said you put that on you put that rope on people and most of them forgot who black freeze even is yep it very well very well might now granted vegeta didn't mention frieza mm-hmm. but that could have been just caleb cook remembering to add it in the translation for all i know i didn't <laughs> read this shit in japanese but <laughs> but no it's um do you think they know that answer because I, I don't, I don't think they do. They don't show me, um, that, like they don't give me enough to be confident in that they actually would know that. It's just it, this is all super has been. It's kind of just seems like it's just impromptu writing. It's just what can I think of now to pump out and earn a paycheck because there's just so much shit that contradicts itself or makes us think about things or we don't get clarification on other stuff or we just get confused by what they're trying to say and but we love it it's funny we still we love this confusion it's real weird but like i i I think they might have like an idea as to how they like might want to do the next arc but i don't think it doesn't seem like they would know how it would end. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think so either. And they'll tell you that we have all oh, we have all the stuff played in advance. Yeah, I, we I have all the storyboards. Yeah, yeah, we have a whole. Yeah, okay. No, you don't. So <laughs> you probably wrote it on a little piece of paper for like <laughs> no, or maybe you tweeted on one of your burner accounts just so that Time Hop can bring it back into your brain later. No, it's 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 wild, man. It's a really good point. On a topic of Dragon Ball Super though, just catch up with some things that have happened 
before recording. So off of Toei's latest report, this was reported by DBS Hype, everyone chronicles everybody. Uh, DBS Superhero has earned 13.3 billion yen worldwide, surpassing Dragon Ball Super Broly's 13.5 billion yen worldwide, making it the number one Dragon Ball movie. I won't say too, too much on that. Just back to what I said when the movie came out, when it was the number one movie in the country with no promotion. Now, it's just amazing. And it's amazing because it's that double-edged sword of, we say it a billion times, this <laughs> Dragon Ball fandom is not a fandom. It's a freaking culture. And the fact that a non-promoted movie stomps Eldris Elba's Beast opening weekend and is now the number one like movie for Dragon Ball with no promotion, it's amazing. And on the flip side, what the fuck was Toei doing? If you promoted that, you could have made major, major money. I mean, they made money, but like, we're talking like MCU low, like MCU money, like Demon Slayer did. Yeah, they could have. Like, I think Dragon Ball has like, like a Dragon Ball movie with great, like promotion and you know just a, a decent backing should be able. I would think should be able to compete with a. Like a in terms of box office, like a lower end MCU movie. I was like low, like an iron. Like they can make more than Iron Man one. Like that's what I'm trying in to today's think. age. I th- I, I yeah. would think they should. Yeah, yeah. Like if you have all this stuff, because this is ridiculous. Like because I know we laugh about it anytime we bring about Otis. I was really out here pleading for people to go see his movie, that Beast movie. And it's like, well, you lost a Beast. Go on, buddy. Yeah. So I. That's just crazy, man. I I just can't believe it. And it, and then it's one of those things too, where it's like the money keeps towing in. So Toby's like, "Oh, we're doing something. We're doing something right." And it's like, "Dom, man, your fans carry the whole the whole fandom, and you reward them being shitty." I'm trying to see here real quick uh, if I can find the um, box office. Like, what's the smallest box office? Uh, Mount for an MCU movie. I would feel it'd have to be something in part one. It'd be the part ones. I would feel like it's a part one movie. Mm. I feel as though this. I think I'm looking at the domestic numbers, not the worldwide. So, yep. So, what I'm looking at. Is domestic. Spider Man No Way Home and Black Panther made more than Infinity War domestically? Mm hmm. Huh. Good for them. All right. Scroll all the way down. Uh, okay, these are re releases at the very bottom here. I ain't going to worry about that. At number 32, The Incredible Hulk. Domestically, 134 million. They could beat that. They you think domestically that. they could? Yeah. Uh, I, worldwide, I think that, that, oh, that their number is already higher than that. Yeah, worldwide they beat that easy. All right. So then, you know, the, okay, here's the movies under 200 Black Widow, Thor 1, Ant Man, Captain America 1, Eternals, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I think they could. I mean, I think they could beat the. I think they could beat some of those worldwide. I'm just again, I'm basing. Demon Slayer made five hundred million dollars worldwide, and seeing an anime movie do that, and they don't even have near the fandom that Dragon Ball has. But they had a great story, and they promote it. Like if they could do five hundred million, and I love that series. Dragon Ball, if everything goes right, can do five hundred million worldwide. Yep, like, they can make a ton more money. Yep. Like and just going off to another thing from Dragon Ball because this is just crazy that it was just recent on May 9th, Dragon Ball Fighters, the um competitive fighting game, and Xenoverse Two both exceeded 10 million copies in sales. This 10 million copies a piece. That is 20 million copies for two Dragon Ball games that have both been out forever. Yeah. Like that's crazy. 
you don't see any other anime game selling Dragon Ball. <laughs> People do like Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two has was has been out like that's a whole presidential term like that's two presidential terms ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I the money's raking in and. We're already, I mean, next time we'll be back is June, and it's halfway through the year, man, and you know this Dragon Ball web anime was supposed to come out this, I mean, there's a half year left, but now there's a half year gone. You know, this anime is supposed to come back, something's supposed to be announced, blah, 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 and nothing. Nothing. Zippo. And you know, some of those people on the people who are standing by that web, they're standing by it, that's happening, I'm like, I don't know why you do that to yourself because if you're wrong, your credibility goes down. That's the thing. Like I actually looked back at uh, Geekdom whenever he said that um, in 2019. No, um, it, what was he? He said that uh, the manga is not going to go. It's they're not going to show like. Uh, a proper form like Gotenks. Well, he mm-hmm. either said a proper form Gotenks or like all of the, you know, messed up versions. Yes. And and I and I was just like, and, and he he was like, it's a guarantee. I'm like, whether or not it's true, like, why, why do you put like yourself such to, like, why do you glue your feet to the ground? Why do you put your feet in wet cement? And then toss yourself into the Hudson, like, like there's no need to, and Chronicles you just lose your credibility. Chronicles is doing that a lot too. I just, I feel like Chronicles is actually fighting a lot of people. I see him yes. Yes. getting into a lot of arguments with people, and I'm like, bro, bro, just, just chill out, bro. <laughs> just like he, he's he. And he was like, oh, I'm going to back off of the thing. And then I saw two two times later, I'm like, oh, no, it's that web thing is happening. And when it happens, it's, I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, we'll see. You think it's, we'll ever fight with people? Or we'll put predictions on there and then just argue with people on Twitter? The L7C will just become full of assholes like they are? No, I mean. Nah, nah. Shut up. Because we're awesome. To- <laughs> Shout out to JJ having a whiteboard of all of our wrongs. So I, I think that keeps us in, in ch- now knowing that there are some fans who actually keep up if we're right or wrong. But I don't know. We just don't go on. Nah, J- JJ's about to get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to JJ. But I, I just don't think, I don't think we make <laughs> predictions like that. Also, I mean, we're not, I mean, they're like talking about sources and all that. We're just like, Let's just wait till what comes out, and then we react to it. I feel like I also do give predictions, but I also openly admit that I'm stupid. I feel like so it's like you can't you can't get me for being wrong whenever I already admit that I'm an idiot. So you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like <laughs> they I, don't. I think too. For Take the, that, JJ. <laughs> I think for the people too who say like, "Oh, it's gonna," it's like, "Oh yeah, I told you it's back," and then if it does. Come back. It's like, yeah, I told you to come back. Like, yeah, but dude, you've been saying that for five years. Like, that's me. I'm like, you can't say like, oh, I told you it was coming back, but it's been since it's been five years. Like, I nah. If you said it was gonna come back a year and it didn't, all right, it didn't come out that year. You made a mistake, things happened. We just wait. And no leaker, I don't care who it is, unless it is from the official Dragon Ball team and territory. And Toritaro, who also just had his 45th birthday, until it's from officially them, I won't believe it. I won't believe anyone until it officially comes from them. Yeah. So, it's really, really around here. Mitch, anything else? Uh, nope. I can't think of anything else. No. So, we will see. Who knows? We might be recording this, and then tomorrow. I know everyone was so disappointed on the quote-unquote Goku day. They're like, Oh, Goku Day's out. This is the time. This is where they're going to announce the new. This is it, baby. And what did we get? They just got an announcement that Goku Black's going to be in Fortnite. I'm like, why do you guys get your hopes up like this? Man, Fortnite 
Fortnite's putting out more Dragon Ball content than than what the anime is doing. They are. They are. Everyone is. Everyone is. The games are. Like, the, the games keep people going. I mean, Xenoverse just added... As we're retelling the superhero thing in the manga, and if you just want to get an alternate version, because Xenoverse has like the you know the movie version and like their own time difference, you can just go play the game. Yeah. You don't have to wait for the manga. Just go play the game. <laughs> I swear, if I if I see Moro's voice actor, I'm telling you, it's coming. Now that that is something I might because that's how I knew who Jiren's uh, English voice actor was from the game. But we already had the anime. That's true. That's true. So, but, like now, now, granted that that would be a good sign, though. If if you if you got the a voice actor for Moro in a game, then it's almost certain that you know the anime is coming back probably soon because you're not just going to hire someone just to you know voice a game and not not have the production of the uh, anime going at the same time. Or, I mean, I know we brought it up last week because when we last month when we found out was the reason besides COVID stuff being pushed back is because they had all the voice actors working on Tenkaichi 4. Yep. So, I don't know, man. It's I don't think we'll get to that point on that. But I think we take our time on some of the stuff. Like, we haven't even had no one's like openly said our strongest in Dragon Ball episode, which you should go listen to on YouTube or any social podcast stuff. We haven't had anyone say, "Oh, you guys are stupid." This is how it should have been ranked. We had none of those, so yeah. we'll see, guys. Maybe, maybe it's maybe Memorial Day weekend. Something happens, and the manga's back. I mean, not the manga; the anime's back, or maybe they're just waiting. Who knows? But how long can you wait? But, but we've been waiting years. But how long can you wait and just be like, hey, they will announce it. Stop trying to. Everyone in Dragon Ball, I mean, it's the same. It's the TMZ effect. Everyone wants to be first. Yep. That's all it is. Everyone wants to be first. And that's the problem. But, I mean, we love talking about it. I do, I would say with. The L7C podcast, especially since that strongest in Dragon Ball episode, we've gotten very creative with our anime stuff. And if the if the manga like randomly stopped today and went on a like three month hiatus, me and me and Mitch can come out still with like six million different Dragon Ball topics that could last us years. Mm-hmm. So, this one is. But with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Make sure again, check out the anime draft. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you get to see there's eight, eight of eight of like the 11, 12 people on the L7C. Anyone who's ever watched anime on the L7C was in there. And I mean, everyone. So check that out. And we will be back next month with some cool stuff. And we will see what's different in the manga compared to the movie. Um, Vote for my team, the best anime team. Yeah, Thank you. Vote, you. There are polls there on the YouTube. Vote for vote for Mitch's team. You can vote for Mitch's team, or you can vote for Byron's, Cedric's, Andreas, Nikki's, the Smiths, or you can even vote for the moderator's team. I'm I'm on there as well, and we're gonna have a whole bunch of conversations. I was even off recording asking Mitch. I was like, how does waiver what how would a waiver wire order? What's the waiver wire order go? So to really make this something, but Thank you again for uh, listening to the L7C podcast. Signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.